Well, welcome back to another edition of the Boilers Extra podcast. After Purdue basketball opens up the season with an easy 84-53 victory over Milwaukee. Uh, you know, it wasn't all the way easy. There were some struggles early because Purdue didn't shoot the ball particularly well. I think they were 1-12. of uh, But they were doing some other things, and Milwaukee couldn't throw the ball in the ocean. They missed their first 12 three-pointers, didn't hit the first one until about nine minutes to go in the game. Um, but it was it was a bit of a sluggish start. Some of that centered around shooting. Um, you know, Purdue had some turnovers. They didn't secure, you know, defensive rebounds as much as they should have. So just, you know, a lot of little things there to clean up. It's game one, long way to go. But uh, definitely some, some highlights, some uh, some some takeaways from this game where you know Braid Smith uh good as advertised uh solid at the point you know did have three turnovers but you know had some tremendous passes you know got people in the right position uh, had some other passes that just didn't materialize but you could see why he's uh the starting point guard as a freshman and you know, I think great things are ahead for him um, this season. You know, keep everybody healthy and all that kind of stuff. But uh, definitely a special kind of talent, special kind of player that, you know, Matt Painter identified really early in the process and got him to commit. And, you know, here he is. He's, uh, um, I think good things are ahead for him. He'll have growing pains as the competition gets better. Uh, he's going to have... You know, just his size will be used against him, but he's got good speed. He can he can dribble through some of that, but also recognize where the ball needs to go. And I you know I thought it was good that Purdue faced a lot of pressure tonight, full court pressure, and you know tight man to man defense where Milwaukee was up in their grill. Uh, thing you know, these experiences are going to help Purdue as they get deeper into the season, get deeper into Big Ten play, and you know they've got three games here. You know, you got Austin P on Friday night, and then um, Marquette next week. You got you know these three games where you know you need to see Purdue needs to see that kind of play to get them ready for the Oregon trip. You know, because West Virginia is going to do that to Purdue. You know, Gonzaga is going to do that if Purdue would happen to win. But you know, all these things should lay a pretty good foundation for Purdue uh, once they hit that Oregon tournament. And you know that's what all this buildup is about. But Braden handled himself well. Uh, you know, they, Milwaukee came with a lot of pressure. Uh, they backed off once the game really got out of hand, but they came with a lot of pl- pressure. You know, Fletcher Lawyer, lawyer handled held up well too uh you know he did what he does best and that's hit three pointers he was one of seven in the first half but i don't think one of seven bothers shooters it shouldn't and because he knows they're, they're going to go in and they went in in the second half he had four three pointers um and i you know i really think that this team is going to be a, a good shooting team and you know another thing with the press is that purdue didn't have david jenkins tonight uh, he had uh, he ran <laughs> ran into Mason Gillis in practice and gave him the biggest shiner I think anybody has ever seen 
and he spent the game with an ice pack on his eye trying to get the swelling down. Uh, I mean, it looked actually it looks like it looked like he was in a bar fight, and I mean, I, to me, I, I'd make up a story that I was in a bar fight. And that's the second player that Mason Gillis has hurt uh, so far this year in practice. If you remember last week in the ex, after the exhibition game, Brandon Newman was in the in the press conference, and he he was having trouble talking a little bit because he had a fat lip. Well, that fat lip was caused by Mason Gillis in practice, and. <laughs> Mason Gillis is right now hurting Purdue's players. You know, David Jenkins. I, I don't know when he'll be back. Um, again, he didn't. You know, he didn't look great tonight when when you saw him. And so, and I think the the uh, the injury happened Saturday. So we're a couple days out from from then, and he still didn't look great. Uh, so I don't know if he'll be back Friday or not, but. The point is that he's another ball handler on this team that is going to be able to help Purdue in the press. And, you know, for the most part, Purdue did a, did a pretty good job against Milwaukee's press. Now, bigger, stronger, faster teams are coming. Trapping teams are going to come. So there's, there's more to work on. There's more to fine-tune. Uh, there's more situations that are going to cause Purdue problems. But, you know, overall, a good start by the perimeter players. But, you know, you know, Braden Smith ends up with seven steals, which is a Purdue freshman record, one off the overall record. Uh, and the sequence of, you know, Smith gets the steal, throws it up to Gillis, who gets it back to Smith, and he lobs it to Edie. That, that to me, was kind of like Braden Smith's coming out party uh, to say, hey, okay, here he is. Uh, you know, here I am, Purdue fans, you know, embrace me type of thing. And I, and I think they did, and they will. Uh, but that's a play that you're going to put in the back of your mind as his career goes on. And I think you'll see more of those from him. Um, and, I, you know, it's going to be, I think he's, you know, he's, he's going to be a special player for Purdue. He's not going to be perfect, but he's going to be a special player for Purdue. Same with Lawyer. Uh, he, you know, he's a tremendous shooter. And you know, when you have Edie in the middle and you have Trey Kaufman Wren, you have Caleb first, and you have Gillis, uh, the, those perimeter shots are going to be open. Because uh, you can't play Zach Edie one-on-one, not Milwaukee, and certainly not Austin P. And, you know, I, I, doubt, I doubt Milwaukee can play one-on-one as well. Uh, but... You know those perimeter guys are going to get their opportunities to shoot and and get things going. But uh, you know Edie he, he didn't shoot the ball well, but career highs and rebounds and block shots, seventeen and six. Um, you know the other thing that kind of stood out to me was just the desire of these players to get on the floor for a loose ball. Saw it a couple times with Trey Kaufman Wren. Saw it with Braden Smith. Saw it with some others. So the desire to get on the on the floor and get that loose ball is something that needs to be a staple for this team. It, and you know, it's great to do it in game one, but are you going to do it in game ten? You're going to do it in game twenty, you know. And I think that's 
You know, that's just something to watch to make sure it still happens throughout the year. It's you know, it's a sign that you're playing hard that that you know you're embracing what what this team needs to be about. And those kind of hustle plays just kind of go a long way of in bringing people together, bringing a team together. And uh, you know that was a positive sign, uh, you know, from from tonight. Ethan Morton had to play the backup point guard role. You know, he he's not the quickest guy out there, but um, he's got a lot of guard skills in him for being six seven. And you know, he he found a way to get Purdue into the offense. Uh, so those those things are going to come. He needed that experience. Uh, so again, these these three games are just all about getting ready to go go to Oregon and and play in that tournament. And you want to be uh, in a good position. You know, now you're just trying to get Jenkins back to, for one of these two games. You know, maybe both, but. Based on how he looked, I'd be surprised if he played Friday. But you know, he can heal quickly. It, it, it may not look good, but it may, maybe he can heal quickly. Um, so, you know, Trey Kaufman, Ren, he's going to be a beast inside. He's just so physical. He's going to overpower a lot of players just on his sheer sheer strength. Uh, he just has to consistently finish around the rim. He's going to get his share of rebounds. I think he had seven tonight. Uh, so he's going to he's going to be a physical. You know, you, you put him and Gillis in there, and I'm not sure there's two more physical players uh, in the Big Ten than those two guys. When you just look at the bodies and look how hard they play and how strong that they are, I mean that's a that's going to be a tough thing for teams to deal with. But you got to finish around the rim. And in Gillis's case, he's going to shoot threes. He's a he's a he's a low volume shooter, but a high percentage shooter. And you know that's just something that's going to be hard to guard. If, and I don't have his I I didn't memorize his stat line, but if you look at it, he did as he normally does a little bit of everything. And that's just who he is, you know. And I wrote this and I said it last year. Purdue's a better team with Mason Gillis on the floor, and he just is. And I think Purdue has, it may not be hard to believe, it may be hard to believe a little bit, but I think Purdue has maybe more of those players this year than they did last year. And you're probably thinking, well, Jaden Ivey, Purdue's pretty good with him on the floor, and they were. I mean, there's no question about it. But I think, you know, Purdue has different kinds of players this year. You know, they don't have a lottery pick sitting there, but I think they have players on this roster that are valuable in different ways than a Jaden Ivey was valuable or a Travion Williams was valuable, and really curious how that plays out through the course of the year and what what combinations work for this team, because you got a lot of options there. You know, especially on the front court with who do you team with Zach Eady more? Who do you, you know, what happens when Kaufman, Wren, and First are on the floor? You know, what you know, do you play? Do you make Gillis at the floor four and Trey Kaufman, Wren at the five? Well, how does that look? Um, so, 
there's just, there's going to be a lot to work through this year. But, you know, Mason Gillis is a guy that when, when he's on the floor, hey, okay, a deer wants to cross the road here. Get your butt going. There you go. Go. Move it. Move it. You're lucky I didn't send you to deer heaven. But, uh, lost my train of thought. Uh, but, uh, you know, produce better with Gillis on the floor. And, I, you know, again, I think there'll be players like that. I think they're, I think they're better with Trey Kaufman Ren on the floor. Obviously, they're better with Zach on the floor. And now you, we're getting, you know, we got a little bit of glimpse that what Braden Smith can do, Fletcher Lawyer can do. So I, I, I think Purdue has a lot more of those players this year that their value is really going to be uh, noticeable uh, during games. Uh, and, not, you know, not all of them can be on the floor at the same time. So that's up to Painter to figure out which ones work the best and in what situations. And I know everyone gets wrapped up in starters, but, you know, who's going to finish close games? Who's going to be on the floor when, it, when it's, uh, you know, five minutes to go in a tight game? And, you know, we'll see how that plays out. You know, turnovers, uh, I want to say 11 maybe. Uh, Purdue had 14 steals. And uh, Milwaukee had 21 turnovers, so pretty high percentage of Purdue turning them over. Uh, so, uh, you know, the, the, they were active enough on the defensive end. They were active enough getting in the passing lanes to cause some problems. Uh, but there's going to be concerns defensively, you know, with this team as they get pick and rolls and things like that. So it's, uh, you know, there's a lot to work through there. Uh, and, you know, Purdue didn't play the toughest team in the world you know this team played Monday night against I believe the Milwaukee School of Engineers uh, beat them pretty handily and then they bust down here they got in midnight or one in the morning uh, so you know it's a, it's you know back to back that's what they did in the old ABA where you played a game and then you drove on a bus for five hours and played another game so you know it's a good game for Purdue to have to work out some things in the opening game you know, Austin P. you know, they, they got beat by 49 by North Carolina State. Uh, so I, I don't I don't know how much of a test Friday will be. Uh, but then, you know, Marquette's going to be the first probably true test because it's a Big East team. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, you know, these, these first two games are going to be good just to get everybody some playing time. Hopefully you get Jenkins back. Uh, to uh, to get into the rotation, get some playing time against a real team, and you know get things going uh, that way. But you know, lot to like, plenty to work on, and uh, you know, and that they've got a few days now to to get things uh, straightened out. Cam Heidi did not play; he is a candidate to redshirt. Uh, no decision at least according to Matt Painter, has been made yet. Uh, basically, Painter, Painter said that uh, Heidi wanted to just kind of see how things play out. Um, and you don't have to make that decision right now. Minutes are going to be tight for for Heidi. Uh, you know, he, he didn't play a lot of games at prep school. Um, so, you know, I think Purdue would like to redshirt him. And, you know, they've done this in the past. You know, Mason Gillis, Brandon Newman, Aaron Wheeler, 
the list goes on, Sasha Stefanovich, so on and so forth. So they've done this, and it is hard for players to look at the end and not at the beginning. But, you know, Trey Kaufman ran. I mean, if he needs if he needs an example, I mean, look at how... You know, Cam Heidi's not going to go out and transform his body like Trey Kaufman Wren did. But there's there's another example of how that year off has really uh, benefited him. And the examples are there. Um, it's a proven method that Painter has used. But, you know, the ultimate decision is for the player and their family to, to make that decision. And we'll see what happens. It just I don't think he's ready to make that decision yet. Um, so, ah, the neighborhood cat's here. Oh, good for him. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll see how that plays out. Uh, I don't know if a decision will come down before Friday. Um, you know, if he, if he decides a red shirt and then they actually need him later in the season, you can, you can, you can change that. You can do that. So that's not, that's not, he's just trying to figure out if this is the right thing to do. And, uh, but anyway, that, that should, that situation should take care of itself at least oh, oh, maybe the next few days or maybe over the next week or so to uh, kind of see what, what the roster will really look like. All right, well, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, football this week, uh, Saturday at Illinois. You know, it's a must-win for Purdue if they want to win the Big Ten West. Um, you know, coming off two losses, uh, you know, there's not a lot of optimism right now around the program based on what happened last week but uh we're going to talk with uh scott ritchie uh, from the champagne paper who covers illinois football uh, and get a get a breakdown on you know why the illini are having a lot of success this year and preview saturday's game uh, hopefully get that posted up on on wednesday uh sometime so you want to make sure you you check that out and then we'll be back friday uh, after the Austin P game, uh, probably be a short one because got to get home, grab a few hours sleep, and then head to Champaign Saturday morning for uh, the noon kickoff. All right, well, Purdue basketball wins the opener, and appreciate you stopping by, and uh, have a good day.